discussion with Dr. Farid Holakou. Good evening and welcome to In Session with Dr. Fadi Tolakwi. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Tolakwi, and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in, 310-441-0555. But if you do call in, I ask that all questions be directed towards my guest tonight, Ali Afshar, who is joining us to talk about his movie, American Wrestler, The Wizard. If you haven't seen it yet, I hope you will, but let me introduce you guys to Ali before we get started. So if you don't already know him, he is an actor, producer, and a renowned race car driver. He was raised in Petaluma, California, and he's the youngest of three sons to Eskandar Afshar and Leila Kasra Afshar. His mother was a renowned Persian poet and lyricist before her passing in 1989. He grew up with a passion for cars and wrestling, and after high school, he turned his attention to his dream of acting and relocated to Los Angeles. Ali paired his acting and racing income to pay for his tuition for college, which ultimately led to his graduation from California State University, Northridge, with a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Biology. However, his true desire soon led him away from medicine and toward Hollywood. Every Persian parent's dream. <laughs> While pursuing his acting career, Ali also founded Easy Street Motorsports, also known as ESX, an automotive performance and race facility that eventually led him to race for Subaru of America for over seven years. He became a two-time NHRA national and world champion team, an 18-time NHRA event champion, and the 2005 Rally America champion with a rocket rally and a world record holder. Ali also created the exclusive and highly anticipated Ali Afshar signature series line of Aston Martin and Subaru vehicles. And in 2014, he partnered with Forrest Lucas of the Lucas Oil Empire to create a slate of four social issue drama feature films, including the one we're going to talk about tonight, America Wrestler the Wizard, a story best described as the Karate Kid meets Remember the Titans with a touch of Rocky, a heartfelt coming-of-age story of perseverance in the face of adversity, which was filmed in the summer of 2015 and starred Oscar winner John Voight and William Fitchner. And Ali currently resides in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles and is splitting his time between acting, producing, and racing. Ali, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That was great. Was it good? That was nice. Yeah, you can thank your publicist, Mojgan. We Thank you, Mojgan. She made me practice it five times in front of the mirror before Man. I was allowed to come on the air. I don't so. think I've ever said it that nicely <laughs> and eloquently, so <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, there's a lot to introduce when it comes to introducing you because of all the great work You've done it, and hopefully we can talk about a lot of it, but I know you're very excited to talk to us tonight about this wonderful movie, American Wrestler, The Wizard, which I got the chance to what, see. What movie? <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie? I see your publicist again. She's sweating bullets over there. <laughs> yes, but the wonderful movie that many of actually our listeners went and checked out, uh, was it, what, three weeks ago now, two weeks ago? Yeah, in Century City. Century City yeah. Mall. And it was incredible. I want you to talk about the movie itself, but I would love to talk about the experience we had that night, which was, that was awesome. incredible. It was, actually, I'll say this. It was like being at a wrestling match at times because <laughs> in the wrestling scenes, people would get so excited. And then, I won't, spoiler alert, but sometimes you would win and the crowd would just go nuts as if they were at an actual sport, sporting event, which was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that was once in a lifetime kind of deal with all the Iranians in the audience and you and your father being there. Yeah, I mean, I think pleasure. you guys were the driving force because everybody, I was asking them like, hey, how did you guys hear about this? And they're like, oh, we heard it on the show. So I was like, thank you guys so much. We owe it all to you guys. That, well, that theater was 99% you guys. I, I Definitely from my father, I know he was promoting it. He was excited about it and he was there and he, he cried. He cried once the first time he told me and the second time he said he cried multiple times. I saw him. <laughs> I don't, he didn't tell me. I saw him crying multiple times because it is a very heartfelt and uplifting yeah. story. Yeah. And it's not just a story because it's based on your life or based on true events. Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what inspired you and what is the inspiration behind this movie? Well, I mean, it's it's multifaceted. So I think the movie itself got inspired when I was um, I was I had a little acting role on the movie, the Warner Brothers movie. He's just not that into you. Mm -hmm. And the director of that movie, Ken Ken Quapis, we were having lunch once, and I had a small role, so I was just lucky. He's just even having lunch with me. You know, we we're talking, and I kind of told him about my story and the family and coming to America and this and that. And he says, "Ali, you should write this into a script." Mm -hmm. And at that time, I thought, "Oh, he directed. It'd be super cool." Um, I wrote the script, me and my friend Brian Rudnick, we wrote the script, and then Ken was way too busy to uh, mm -hmm. do it. He's, he's, he does all these you know, huge A-list Hollywood movies. So the script sat for a few years, but I've always thought that there's time, there's got to be a time where we need Iranian leading men, Absolutely. where we're not the terrorists, we're mm -hmm. not the convenience store owner, we're not the fourth or fifth. And, and so I always kept this on the side, and then when the time came, when we, we paired up with Mr. Lucas, we started doing some movies, and then there was an open time slot we had. I said, hey, what about this one? And he loved it because it was the American dream. Mm -hmm. So he said, yes, I mean, we have to really, I think the Iranian community in general has, has really received this movie so well. And Forrest is really, Forrest and Charlotte Lucas, they, I mean, they paid for the whole thing. Wow. They're the executive producer. They put millions of dollars behind this. And total Americans from Indiana, wow. self-made, you know, mm -hmm. successful people came from nothing and are, are now, they have the Lucas Oil Empire. So it's really sweet to see an American family uh, American couple support an Iranian story like this. It's never been done. And then it, it came out so good with uh, John Voight and um, William Fickner, and then Warner Brothers picked it up. So mm -hmm. we're just really, really lucky for all that. That's wonderful. And actually, you're saying an American family embracing an Iranian film. The m movie itself has elements of that too. Of course, there's a turmoil for the main character, which I know is based on your own life, going through the struggles of being an immigrant, especially um, at a time which is not so different from today in some ways, where... People from the Middle East don't have the best reputation or get the best type of attention here. Sure, yeah. 9-11. Like um, yeah, Being exactly. Middle Eastern a couple weeks after 9-11. That's right. You don't, want to leave, you don't want to leave the house. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe you can tell us about the movie because it is based on, I think, your own life or really your, your family's My family's story. life, yeah. 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 I mean, the movie itself, it, it, it's a, it's a, it is inspired by true events. 99% of the movie is true. Mm -hmm. It just happened to different people in my family at different times. So what we did is we combined it together into one. You know, it's a movie. We have two hours to tell a story. So we put it all together. There's some things that are, like, specifically accurate. There's other things that are symbolic and metaphoric mm -hmm. to what happened. But I think not only... Every Iranian can relate to it. Any foreigner can relate to it. I mean, you see, you see John Voight's opening line in this office scene, and it's in the trailer a lot. And he says to the, to the Ali character, "Do you think you're special?" Mm -hmm. And he goes, "What do you mean?" He said, "Do you think you're special?" He goes, "You're not. Everybody came from somewhere else, and everybody had to deal with hardships from the people that were already there." Mm -hmm. So um, John actually came up with those words himself. Really? Yeah. Oh, he, nice. he he was such a brilliant actor. He is such a brilliant yeah. actor. We we were so lucky to have him. So basically, you know, coming to a small town in Northern California in the 80s, um, the whole Iran hostage crisis is happening. There's no Iranians. It wasn't L.A. where you had some kind of mm -hmm. familiarity, you know. Um, there was no Iranians. There was no anything. Everybody was just totally white, you know. Like, I, I thought I looked like Brad Pitt. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. So um, 
So basically, you know, just to try to fit in, and I, I recognized that all the all the kids that were happy and loved and accepted were um, athletes. Mm-hmm. They all had Letterman jackets, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need a Letterman jacket. And if yeah. you see the movie, you'll see the first thing you see. He sees these the cool kids with the friends and the girlfriends and the families have Letterman jackets. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, you guys know what Letterman jackets are. I don't think they're hip anymore in California, but you know, no, but school but in high schools they're still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, right. So I was like, I got to get one. Uh-huh. And then you know, the uh, our coach at football laughed at me. He said, "You're too small. Go play um, Pop Warner," which was for like sixth graders. And I'm like in high school. I was like, no. And then they said, "You're too short to play basketball," which you'll see in the in the movie as well. But then I was kind of, I've always been a fighter. I've always been tough. My older brothers, my uncle, which you see in the movie, we were, mm-hmm. they're all fighters. So I was a scrapper. So I was able to make the varsity team as a freshman. Wow. So I, so I was able to get my letterman. And it's really the driving force was it's just to be loved and accepted mm-hmm. and how this small town that at first, just like any small town, w- w- had some challenges and, and wasn't accepting. And rightfully so. I mean, there's hostages. There's a nasty time, time for everyone. Um, but then they turned around, and, and that town is where I filmed all my movies, eight of them in a row really? now. In, is it Petaluma? Petaluma, okay. California. Uh-huh. My best friends are from there. Um, one of them's here with us today right now. He's sitting there staring at me. Mm-hmm. But over there in the <laughs> corner of the studio, big smile on his face, um, where the name Jimmy came from from the real movie. Right. Jimmy's with us today. And uh, my family, the, the, the family that raised me after I had nowhere to live, they're mm-hmm. like my second parents. They came to the premiere and stuff. So um, that's the story about really acceptance, love, and you wrap it in this, you know, Karate Kid meets Rocky kind of inspirational, hopeful um, movie that is all our movies. Mm-hmm. All our movies are made under the Forest Films banner, uh, named after Forrest Lucas, our uh-huh. financier, and they're all hopeful and inspirational films. Every movie we do is do the right thing, have a good message, feel good. Um, most of them will make you cry at mm-hmm. least once or twice. You know, ask your dad. So, yeah, I uh, cried. Too. No, I cried too. I, I, full disclosure, I definitely cried. There was. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's so many moments that are so. In, up, there's uplifting moments. There's sad yep. moments. It definitely gives you a, the whole range of emotions. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's what we're about. So Forrest yeah. Films, and now we, we're, we're we're working with Warner Brothers, different levels in terms of all our movies. But we're doing about three, four films a year, and hopefully, um, you'll see more of these types of movies, including. Uh, you know, we're working on a sequel for this one. Oh, so Iranians, nice. hang in there. It's coming. Yes. Not only hang in there, but um, support in there. We want them to support that. That's why I really did want to have you on the show tonight because um, it aired in the theaters for one uh, night. Like yeah, a special one, one event. night. And then it had a couple encore nights like in Northern okay. California places where it got sold out. I mean, it got sold out here too. It yeah. should have ran more, but unfortunately I, I that's, the, that's the window so. we had. However, it's on digital right yes. now, but tomorrow's the big day. Okay. Tomorrow, DVD. Oh. All Walmarts, all 4,000 Walmarts, uh, Walmarts across the country have it. So please, if you guys haven't seen it, go out there, buy yourself, you know, multiple copies. It's mm-hmm. a great gift. So, uh, yes. uh, and you know, it's, it's the first time you see an Iranian kid in a positive light. You know, it's, it's such a good movie. It's such a good story, I think. Not just because I made it and we're in it and stuff, but it really like if I was a a parent or a you know family member i would i I would see this and give it to younger kids Mm -hmm. and the older people relate to it again any religion sorry any ethnicity you don't Mm -hmm. have to be iranian everybody relate to this syrians are going to relate to this right oh of course yeah i mean i think you were saying it's the story of your family which it is an an amalgamation of different members Mm -hmm. of your family but at the same time is a story of many immigrant iranian immigrant families and of Mm -hmm. course a lot of just immigrant families who've experienced these kinds of hardships the struggles of acculturation, yep. getting teased, getting bullied, trying to fit in. Um, you know, I think so many Iranians can relate to when, you know, he, he arrives there, he has his lunch and everyone has their cute little sandwiches with a note from mom, love mm-hmm. you and whatever. And he opens mm-hmm. like 
something like abgush, basically, and the whole cafeteria basically smells of his food. Exactly. But I know a lot of my friends who've had similar experiences yeah. like that, where you just are different, and it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's at, not at that easy. age, you're embarrassing. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember those. Not only that, like stuff that's not in the movie was like. I mean, I love my parents dearly, mm-hmm. but you know, when your parents would come to like oh, PTA yeah. meetings, I'd hide under the desk. <laughs> you know, you got these other kids' parents showing up in like Metallica t-shirts and ACDC and jeans because uh-huh. you know the dude's like a plumber yeah. and he's cool. You know, he's wearing boots. Then my dad shows up in a suit. My mom's wearing her little gold sandals and bracelets from her ankle to her, uh, 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 from her wrist to her elbow. Cling, cling, cling. They smell like perfume and uh-huh. cologne. You know, the Iranians. Yeah. Who knew at that time? Like, I was so embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, these guys look like, it looks like Aladdin just stepped off the Prince Ali and, you know, the, the Sheik just stepped off. But now you look back at it like, they were educated. They were successful. Yeah, they were they were a little, right? little more well-to-do than, than typically w- w- the people I grew sure. up with. But- it was just, you know, now I would I would trade all the money I had to spend a day there since, you know, but right. back then, the food, the clothes, man, my mom used to like, she'd have the nicest clothes and stuff, but I, I like wore like Kmart clothes uh-huh. and I, I couldn't get any cool stuff. So I always looked like like Fez from 70s show. You know what I mean? I always looked like a, a everything was like brown and yellow. I'm like, uh, why does everything have to be brown and yellow? Yeah, it's like, very and I limited like, color yeah, panel, yeah. I want acid wash jeans. No way. Nope. I'm not getting acid wash jeans. Yeah. But uh, again, that's that, that's the difference. But you know what the cool thing is? I think not only do the um, Iranians and the foreigners relate to it, I think this message is good for the Americans. Sure. And I say this, Jimmy, don't beat me up. Okay, Jimmy can break me like a twig. He's, he's a green beret in the army now. How many years in? 400 years service? 19 and a half. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's going to give Americans a perspective because too many of them take this country for mm-hmm, granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, they don't get it. Why do you think immigrants come here and they see, whoa, and they go after it? Like, how many broke Iranians do you know? Not they too all many. work. Yeah. Whether you're a mechanic, you're this, you're that, or you're a professional doctor, lawyer, dentist. It's one or the other. Like everybody hustles. I think it's because it's in our genes and in a lot of foreigners' genes. I mean, they come, they will do the hard work. Mm-hmm. They will put the studying in. They will put the work in. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of Americans that are my best friends, and we would be guilty of that too if we were born here and sure. raised here under mm-hmm. this umbrella. We don't do that. But, you know, I know you were born here, yeah. but, you know, but you still have your dad and he's guiding you and telling you what's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You don't take it for granted. And I think that's another message this movie gives is like sure. it's an american dream movie mm-hmm. you, like voight says like forrest lucas says you know you put your nose down you work hard you put your nose in the books and you get it done you can do it here mm-hmm. you got i mean I, when, when we came here when my mom died we were we were literally homeless wow. we had we were stealing food we had nowhere to live it was tough mm-hmm. when when my mm-hmm. mom passed away but you know you still struggle you hustle you work you work like it a lot of people i, I said it today one of my one of my employees was like oh you know that's not easy i'm like so what? What do you mean it's not easy? Good. Uh, At least it's even doable. Go mm-hmm. try to do this in Iran. Go try to do this in anywhere, anywhere else mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. The opportunities we have here are tremendous. And I think this showing it from that alley's point of view should open eyes of just regular Americans. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why yeah. the Americans really like it too. Because right. Americans, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, full wow. five stars. We're yeah, the that's... number one sports film on iTunes right now. I saw that. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Yeah, so, that's so very cool. That's not Iranians voting. Right, <laughs> you know, no, that's, yeah. it's, uh, some Iranians, and yeah. hopefully listening tonight, we'll have even more Iranians supporting it. But I hope so. Of course, I think, and that's why I think it could have much more mass appeal than it's gotten the exposure so far, but now I'm excited it's going to be, it's available digital, it's going to be available on DVD, and we're actually at a commercial break, maybe after the break, or at some point we'll talk about exactly how people can find it on demand, and what that even means, maybe they can find it in various ways, and we'll talk a little bit more about the movie and some other things 
you're involved with. Uh, joining me tonight, Ali Afshar, the writer, director, and actor. We have to talk about producer, that. Not That's right, sorry, producer yeah. and also actor in American Wrestler, The Wizard, which we'll talk about after the break that he was also in the movie itself. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delacqui. We'll be right back. You think you're special? You're not. Everyone's family came here from somewhere else and they all had to endure some trouble from the people already here. That's the way it works. That's the deal. If you can accept that challenge, there's nothing you can't achieve. was part of the trailer for the movie American Wrestler, The Wizard, and with us, writer, actor, and producer of the movie, Ali Afshar, who's going to talk about... Actually, I want to talk to you about your own um, experience acting in the movie. Mm -hmm. So you play, essentially, what would be your own uncle in I the movie. Yeah, I play like a combination of my uncle, my brother, and my mom, kind of rolled in <laughs> one. Yeah. So I play... We, we named him Uncle Hafez. That was actually the writer's idea. I said, oh, Hafez is nice. Yeah, it's nice. He, he did his research and figured out who it was. So I played the role, and it was really surreal for me because, it, again, all the elements of that uncle, he's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of an ass. Mm -hmm. Can we say ass? I'm not sure. But I don't know. I'll be canceled by tomorrow. He's, he's, a, he, he's a bit of a coon. Is that okay? Probably worse, but that's worse? All right. Sorry. He's not nice very times. Yeah, about he's that? not very nice. Yeah, let's keep it PG. <laughs> PG. He, he, he's, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, bad guy mm -hmm. and then you know uh, and then he kind of comes around and there's you know there's a lot of arcs in him and because it was based in reality it's really and i've done a lot of roles where i have to do the iranian mm -hmm. accent you know i can i can pull up the iranian no accent way. very perfect no yes, way. yes yes i would like one of those please thanks um thanks <laughs> exactly but uh um but the, the surreal part was shooting in my hometown, mm -hmm. like in the house. That's the house I grew up in. Wow, that's the, the amazing. Streets, mm -hmm. The streets, the cars, the gym, my friends, they're all there. They're all playing adults now, mm -hmm. adult roles. Like the like Jimmy with us today, he, he's one of the referees. He's like the bad guy. Sorry, he's the bad guy's coach. But a lot of our other wrestlers played referees in the movies and coaches and parents mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was such a surreal experience. But, you know, I've acted for a long time. I've acted 15, 20 years now. So that role... It's weird because it was the toughest and the easiest in the same token for me because it's not like you have to imagine or, you know, there's two kinds of acting. You do imagination or you do substitution. Mm -hmm. There's neither. I was there. So it's right. like I knew it all. So it's like it's more it like, like reenactment. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's reenactment of other things, whether he's running in the streets saying, read them. You know, like, mm -hmm. well, that's, there I go again. Yeah, I know. That's in the movie. I just quoted the movie. <laughs> I did. I'm not saying bad words myself. So, uh, um, uh, so, uh, you know, I think uh, I think uh, the acting part of it was a lot of fun. Had I known uh -huh. we were doing a sequel, yes, I might have changed things a little bit. Right, <laughs> but I don't want to no spoiler no, alerts. Yeah, but no yeah. spoilers. Yeah. So, but no, the acting was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and then I've acted in dozens of other movies and TV right. shows and stuff. But this is this is Hafez. You know, we have those shares to say Hafez forever now, so uh -huh. it's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that I thought that was interesting watching it because yeah, seeing you. And as you said, using colorful language, sometimes as the uncle, you weren't very nice to 
the character actually is you. The wrestler is you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering what that was like to, you know, be mean to him and be harsh towards him. And when you know that's supposed to be you, I thought that was pretty interesting. Or it was just an interesting thing for me to see that and think, oh, you're being mean to you in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. It's true. You yeah, know? it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, some of those tears you see aren't necessarily fake. Yeah. I was actually yeah. wondering, you know, this is the psychologist in me, but it could have been therapeutic in some ways to do the film. Like, I don't know, you said a lot of being back in your hometown, seeing all those people, I'm sure brought up a lot of emotions. So telling that story and telling the story of your family, did it, does it, I'm sure it's meaningful for you. Really meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've nailed, you've nailed the, you nailed it on the uh, right on the head. Um, I think it, I think it full circled the journey Mm -hmm. because if you can take, those tough times, the hardship, the Iran hostage crisis. For all you younger listeners out there, it's the same time as like Argo. Mm-hmm. If you guys seen the movie Argo, 79, 80, 81 in, the, in those years where the revolution happened. Like you take all those hard times, but then you come full circle and you make a movie like this. Yeah. That kind of ties all it together. And somehow from that, you come out with a positive mm-hmm. message. I think, yeah, I think it's very therapeutic. And I think it's... It, it, it's very, you know, has it has a resolve to it, and um, as uh, and as William Fichtner says, and I steal this line from him, is just it has a rhythm to it, mm-hmm. and I think that made this whole journey full circle. Yeah, and I think it's it's very, it's very you know poignant that it came out positive. It's like sure. who would say out of all that experience, you're going to come out with a positive movie that mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, the biggest studio in the world, is going to get behind and like. What? How did this happen? It's well, all meant to be yeah. stuff. You know? Well, I mean, that's that's actually interesting. As you're saying that, I was thinking the movie has, of course, this development of a character going through struggles, being an immigrant, and you know, overcoming it to you know to the degree that he does in the movie. But then you yourself, or the movie being produced and made, was an immigrant story of success. You know, itself, the fact that you made this movie. Yeah. Is another immigrant success story that then that could be the third movie. Maybe that could be the, the, making. the making of right. Yeah, yeah. Because that and that really is. Yeah. I mean, to think as coming here as a young boy, the way uh, you did, and then who would think you're going to be, you know, writing, acting, producing a movie about your mm-hmm. own life that's now being seen across the country and across the world. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I I'm very humble about this whole thing. This whole thing is not just me. This is this is you know God through me. Mm-hmm. This is friends. This is the universe. Whatever you believe in. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, I think because the fact that it's uh, you know there's other Iranian producers that I've recently realized being involved with this movie now I've, this whole uh, Mojgan Jun has uh, opened up this whole Iranian world to me because after my mom died in the 80s I don't really have too many Iranian friends mm-hmm. I race cars and I, I do acting and producing it's not a Iranian centric you know I'm not a right. lawyer or anything <laughs> so um, uh, I think uh, go- going full circle having having this movie picked up by Warner Brothers and having their support. I mean, it it is it is a uh, it is a very unique journey because the other producers and stuff that we've met in the route, there's some big ones that have been Iranians and financiers and executive producers and stuff, but never for for as long as I know has there been an Iranian hero in the movie. This is an Iranian hero. I mean, your main lead is mm-hmm. portrayed portrayed Iranian, and he's a good guy. Yeah, and 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 so so I think I think this could hopefully lead to. Other things where you have Iranian leading men. I think it's about time you had the African Americans and women, of course, and women too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, you know, I think you know we have some Oscar winners that are women that are that are great mm-hmm. already. Uh, Shorta Aglashlu and some other great talents out there. But you know, there's really not you don't there's not one Iranian man star yet. That's true. There isn't. African Americans did it. Asians have done it. China, you know, you've gotten those. I think we're we're next. You know, we've we've done the stereotypes for a decade mm-hmm. or two. Now it's time to break out of that mold, and you don't have to be the you know sidekick. You right. can be the lead, and it's proven in this movie. 
the yeah. lead. And I think that was, uh, you know, interesting to see the hero being, he does get called things that we don't want to be called as Iranian coming to this country. But then, yeah, he, his development and getting accepted within that group. And he is the hero and he has his ups and downs and you, you know, you get to see him go through his struggles. But I thought that was really nice to see him. You see the goodness in him. And I think you were saying before, it's not just good for Iranians or immigrants, but for anyone, especially Americans, to see what is it like for an immigrant? You know, you might mm-hmm. not really know what it's like to see the struggles they have to go through, the things, like you said, you take for granted mm-hmm. that they have as challenges. What was it like picking the actor to play you? I, I, I thought about that, too. Georgie. I love Georgie. Georgie, um, we auditioned so many Iranian kids, even some of my own family members. Mm-hmm. I sent the casting director across the country in Northern <laughs> California, auditioned everybody. George came in. He, he was like, it, it was really interesting because right off the bat, I was like, man, this guy's buff and good looking and he's, he's Greek. He's not Iranian, but he looked Iranian. He does look Iranian. Yeah, he does yeah. look Iranian. Yeah, yeah. We have to do a DNA test. <laughs> he has yeah, that 23 and yeah, one exactly. of those things. Yeah. So, um, you know, but we know we kind of put him through the ringer. Uh-huh. We did like three or four auditions, table reads, chemistry tests. And then we were just like, no, this is the kid. This has to be the kid. He lost a lot of weight because he was like 150-something, and he uh-huh. dropped, I think, to like 130-something. So he did a great job. I think this is his first—I don't think I know. It's his first lead in a movie. And and then and then he got—I mean, he got really lucky, too. We got like John Voight and William Fickner That's paired nice. with him. Right. You know? And and like John Voight, I remember the first rehearsals they had. They went through the scenes, and John's just phenomenal. So his, his coaching and stuff, I was just sitting back watching them coach. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I got nothing to bring in it. And then, you know, and then I've acted for a long time, too, mm-hmm. and I'm no John Voight or William Fickner, but I held my own. Sure. And so those, you know, between George, he just did a great job. John Fickner, Leah Marie Johnson that plays the girl and myself were basically the top five leads in the movie. Um you know, to answer your question, I, th- I, th- I think we got really lucky with George, and uh, and he'll be in the sequel. So uh, great, you know, yeah. He, the journey keeps going. You know, wonderful. No, he was really good, and I think I think he's even got nominated for certain. Not nominated. He won, won he's some won awards, like yeah. three best actor awards, audience awards. Yeah, the movie has won ten awards total. Amazing. Three or four of them are George's breakthrough performance mm-hmm. award, best actor award. Then we usually win best audience award. Really? Yeah, best picture, best audience. Because oh, wow. as you saw, like in that screening, yeah. it's not just us, wasn't it? The the gentleman in Washington D.C said like all these Americans were there and they're like literally clapping because you know uh-huh. sports fans are going to like this sure. not just wrestling fans yeah. sports fans and we need these types of movies now not the whole immigration story you just need uplifting movies <laughs> give somebody an escape for two hours and move them bring them to tears bring them to laughter bring them to smile let them leave nobody leaves the theaters one of the few movies I can tell you Everybody likes it. Nobody mm-hmm. leaves the theater upset. They're all feeling good about it. It scored 91% on the test scro- scorings. Wow. And huge studio movies with A-list stars don't score mm-hmm. 91%. Mm-hmm. So having this, not that we don't have it, we do have Mr. Fickner and, and Voight. So you know, we just kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And who knew it was going to be so relevant? Right. When we shot this two years ago, the world wasn't, America wasn't this America with... <laughs> potential bands and this and that and walls and you know there's a lot this this it's kind of timed perfectly and you know and do we wish it had a bigger release yeah i wish it was in theaters for a month you know mm-hmm. i think people would have gone to see it but that really wasn't my call but if we can get you know you know this, I, I love this show because it's iranian english speaking iranians mm-hmm. is that predominantly our, our, our yeah. listeners or mm-hmm. americans in general and americans generally. and americans so this is where the youth that are like technologically savvy iTunes, Amazon Video, and then physical DVDs tomorrow at Walmart. This is where Iranians can have their voice. We can go out there and we can show because there was two 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 things I fought for for a year with with, with our distributors and stuff. One was wrestling isn't big. It's not big enough. It's not football. And I said, no, no, it's not. But the brotherhood in it is stronger. 
And that's kind of come to fruition. You see wrestlers stick together, Mm -hmm. past, current, or, you know, future wrestlers. There's millions of them. And the other one was the Iranian community. I said, guys, as long as we can reach them, they're going to like this. Mm -hmm. It's going to work. So this is the time I feel that Iranians, because, you know, the older generation, like my dad doesn't even have an iPhone. He doesn't even have a smartphone. He has like a flip phone, you know. He doesn't know (laughs) what a text is or this or that. Uh So he's not going to be able to go on iTunes and rate it and give it a five-star and leave a comment. But the young guys, all you young guys and girls out there that can help us with this, uh, you know, I, I, I... I will personally give you your money back if you don't like the movie. I'll give you a money back guarantee. Call Mojigan. <laughs> and uh, what's it called? Um, it, you know, but if you can let the older generations know know about it, they can watch it. It means a lot to us if they can go online and mm-hmm. rate it. Give it a five star on iTunes. You know, we're the number one sports movie. It's great. I think we're the number 10th drama currently on iTunes That's right now. Awesome. And, and like 75th movie overall of old movies. So it's really good, but this, we've only had like, you know, a, a week. We, there's millions of Iranians mm-hmm. who go on there, but you know, my 70 some year old dad is not no. going to, 80 some year old, not going to go on there. Right. Like, he didn't know what it is, you know? <laughs> so it, I, I implore you, the, the younger generation, please help the older ones and, and share in this because I, I promise you five or 85, you're going to like this. I, I totally agree with that. And I, I hope everyone will check it out. And we were talking about the ways they can watch it. So the DVD comes out Wednesday. Um, it's already on. I, no, no, tomorrow. Tuesday. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yes, okay, yeah, sorry, Mojigan yeah. told me Wednesday. DVDs always come out on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah, I remember yeah. CDs used to be yeah. Tuesdays, now they're yeah. Fridays. So DVDs tomorrow. Yep. It's already on demand. It's on demand. So that means, you know, like on your cable carriers, mm-hmm. whether you have DirecTV or, or Spectrum or ATTU-verse, you just go onto your on-demand, yeah. look it up. You might have to punch in the whole thing, American Wrestler, The Wizard. I did find can... it myself last night. Yeah, yeah what, what took... carrier did yeah. you guys have? Uh, DirecTV. DirecTV, okay. And I was able to find it, yeah. And Great. this is definitely a big one where I think the younger generation helped the older generation. I'm just imagining a younger, a lot of older generation people just yelling at their TV. I demand you show me American wrestlers. So that's awesome. not on, that's not quite how on demand works, but you can find it. Um, I demand. You can find it on there and and Amazon is it Amazon. Amazon. Everybody has Amazon, yeah. Hulu. You can get it on iTunes. iTunes is the big platform. Okay. Uh, I would suggest it's actually on their homepage under the recent discoveries because so many people have liked it. Yeah. It's popped up Great. there. So it's not on that top new new movies because those are all the huge, huge sure. studio movies, the $100 million movies, but we're still there. So yeah, iTunes, Amazon. If you go to the website, AmericanWrestlerMovie.com, you see a lot of the outlets, but every major carrier is going to carry it. Awesome. So um, you, you should see, and there's commercials running for it everywhere mm-hmm. too on ESPN, on a lot of the other channels. There's 30 second commercials running for it because you know we're doing we're doing the best we can mm-hmm. to promote it out there. So I, you know, I, as you know, I've done as many shows, and uh-huh. I'm out there. You know, if you see me on the corner of Westwood holding a sign, <laughs> you have to speak Farsi. You spoke, you know, I don't know uh, any other. You did a show in Spanish, probably. Exactly, You're doing any language exactly. you can to make sure people see this movie. Yep. Yep. And but, rightfully so. It's it's a fantastic movie. So I really do hope people. We'll go out and support it because it, it's a great movie. American Wrestler, The Wizard. You can find it in a lot of different ways. He was talking about them. DVD tomorrow. It's a great gift. It's an uplifting story. As uh, Ali said himself, I don't think you're going to walk out of that movie or if you're watching it at home, watch that movie and not feel good afterwards. You won't regret watching it. So I highly recommend the movie. Check it out. Support it. But after the break, we'll talk a little bit more with Ali Afshar, the writer, actor, and producer of American Wizard. American Wrestler The Wizard. American Thank Wizard you. might not be bad, too. American yeah. Wrestler The Wizard, which you can get on DVD tomorrow. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delacqui. We'll be right back. Welcome back. As you've been listening, our guest tonight, Ali Afshar. American Wrestler The Wizard. Please go check it out. Support it. Buy it on DVD tomorrow. 
on demand already. Amazon, Hulu, whatever else. You can have iTunes. That's the big one. We want to make sure you guys go find it on iTunes. And leave a good review because those things do matter. Let's support our Iranian artists and our Iranian stories. Um, Ali John, can you tell us what else is going on related to the movie? What else do you have going on that you can tell us about? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on. We're releasing a bunch of movies this year. We're producing four. But, you know, upcoming just next month on June 6th, um, NEPOC, the uh, Network of Iranian Professionals of Orange County, mm-hmm. they're doing this Night of Appreciation for the movie American awesome. Wrestler. I believe they're honoring Forrest Lucas, and I'll be there myself. So that's going to be a lot of fun to have like Iranians out there, professional Iranians, appreciating this movie enough to do an event, give an award or a prize or whatnot, a recognition to Mr. Lucas. And then the following day, June 7th, which I hope you can make it and bring your dad and bring sure. Amir Jun and everybody, you guys are welcome to come. Is our next movie's premiere, the movie that I star in and I um, produced. It's called Pray for Rain, okay. starring Emmy winner and former Bond girl, Jane Seymour. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. At Thank Arc, you for at that Arc invitation. Light. Yeah, yeah, you guys got to come. It's awesome. Sure. Now, does it have an Iranian storyline? No, but it's still produced by Iranian yeah. and acting hey, in Iranian. Absolutely. So that's the next one in the pipeline. But, you know, we have you know we have the other two movies. A movie came out that I did uh, a couple months ago called Running Wild, starring Sharon Stone. And Tommy mm. Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy and Jason Lewis from Sex and the City. So that's a big one. That's already out there running wild. You can go get that everywhere online and or um, DVD at Walmart. Very cool. Um, and then The Dog Lover, which was the first movie of this pack. So we're going to have a lot of movies coming out. We have a lot of excitement. I, I hope that, you know, Iranians not only enjoy American Wrestler and they see it in their comfort of their own home today, tomorrow, whenever, and they do all the reviews and they support us. But I hope that they realize, you know, what I'm doing in with with Warner Brothers and with Mr. Lucas and and hopefully they gel with it. Hopefully they they they're, they sink in and they real and they appreciate it. And I'm here to you know do the right thing mm-hmm. by all people, but I'm really here to also sh- show show that like you know we are who we are. We're not what we're always portrayed at stereotypically. Yes. And I think not only my movies but also me. Like I yeah. race cars. I'm a world champion. Mm-hmm. I set the record for Subaru again last year. Nice. I hope to do it again now, this year. We heard about that. You're trying to take a second off of. A quarter mile yeah. pace, which I think sounds crazy. Yeah, That's, yeah. I, I believe in For you, like, do you know quarter mile racing at all or no? A kind of. I mean, I I like cars, but I don't know. Okay, it well do you know enough. like zero to 60? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So it run, I can run zero to 60 in 0.9 of a second, <laughs> so less than one second. <laughs> so my goal is to try to get it down a little bit more and wow. run a quarter mile in 200 miles an hour uh, under seven seconds, so six point something mm-hmm. seconds. It's never been done before right. in a Subaru. With a, yeah, I was going to say, that's not your like dad's Subaru. That's like, no, a, this no, is no. a different kind of Subaru. Yeah, this is yeah, a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff, and Great. I hope that I hope that you know, I believe that people that are you know, in in, in a position to influence, mm-hmm. that they don't just you know, there's a lot of movies out there that just abuse that. I feel I feel I think there's a social relevance that you have to have, and a, and a I don't want to say responsibility because it is media and it's free free speech and all that good stuff. But when you can influence kids. Mm-hmm. And people's point of views. Why not do it in an entertaining way, but with a mm-hmm. positive message? Mm-hmm. So if they see, wow, you can be a race car champion, you can be an actor, you can be a producer. I think that 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 hopefully will allow not just Iranian kids. I mean, yes, Iranian kids for sure, but everybody. Like, yeah. You know. So you know, you, you can do what you want. And Absolutely. In this, here in yeah. this world with people like Lucas, it's unheard of. You it's know? amazing. It's really you, a blessing. And I think it's a blessing, but also you've worked hard, which I, I want to talk about. But, you know, I think I, I talked to us on the show a few weeks ago about freedom of speech and for artists. I'm all about that. But I do think artists have to be aware of the impact their work is having. So I think every artist does have the freedom to express themselves as they wish. But if you, let's say, make a song that promotes hatred and racism, you can't say, well, it doesn't matter what my song does. I think you still have some responsibility for the impact it is having. And I think it's great that you've chosen to 
make positive impacts in the work that you're doing. And that's great. I mean, using that platform, it can be, a lot of times it is wasted, you mm -hmm. know, where a mm -hmm. lot of positive things happen. But if you can combine the positivity with entertainment and wrap yeah, it and all make into it cool. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't be boring. You right, know, you don't have to make it cheesy, like yeah, after yeah, school yeah. special. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it entertaining, make yeah. it fun, uplifting, but have a good yeah. message. I mean, that it's very yeah. hard to do. Not it's only make said that, than done. live that way. Yes. Live that way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big car guy. I have a bunch of cars, mm -hmm. and I, I love that. And there, there, there's, I think, I think there's, there is definitely a moral responsibility because, listen, at the end of the day, whether it was like my mom dying at a young age, it kind of helped me believe in this theory is life is short. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm mm -hmm. 43 years old. Like, how the hell did I become 43 so quickly? Like, it, it's going to go by in a blink of an eye. What are you going to leave? You know, mm -hmm. you can make money, you can spend money, you can lose money, and you're going to take the money with you. Yep. You know, you have family, you have friends, you do good. Like, I, I really am happy that now we can leave. Like, this movie is going to be a legacy movie. It's going to sit there. It's going to be sure. like the first of its kind, and mm -hmm. it'll stay, you know. Every wrestler is probably going to watch it before the wrestling matches. Mm -hmm. Some Iranians would be like, oh, did you ever see this? So it's got a long shelf life. And I think you can live that way. I think you can make art that way. You can have business that way. It's not just artists, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I mean, I, I really agree with what you're saying. And I hope I hope everybody does too. Again, and, and I don't want to sound like so boxy standing in here preaching like, oh, do this, do that. It's like, listen, go have fun. Be cool as hell. I mean, like my mm -hmm. whole family, my older brother's tattooed from neck to toe mm -hmm. to with a mohawk. Uh -huh. You know, he's in the movie. He plays the dad at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had to trim uh -huh. his mohawk Yeah, I was going to say, he did so have a mohawk. He races mohawk, motorcycles. Yeah. You uh -huh. know, my other brother's like the normal one. He's got kids, lives in Arizona. So you can live your life. He races, he, he rides mm -hmm. his motorcycles and stuff too. Like, why not? You can yeah. do it all. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You can do it all. Just, and, I, and I'm not like, you know. Make America great again. It's not what I'm saying, but it's like America is great. Like, why can you do this stuff? That's why do you think everybody true. wants to come here? Uh -huh. and is, I, is it perfect? No, but no. It's, it's as perfect as it gets. It's a lot better than a lot of places, of course, I think. But even what you're talking about in your movie points to some of the issues we do have. So I love America, but I also see, to me, the patriotism shows that you actually see what's not right about it. And you, mm -hmm. because you love it, you want it to become better. So even what you're talking you know, the immigrant story you share and you even live, I think is pretty incredible. But yeah, I mean, your life is, is a pretty like I was saying, a great immigrant story. And I thought it was interesting. I was talking to Mojigan before um, we started the show. You know, you have Easy Street Motorsports and Easy Street Productions, mm -hmm. the companies you've started. And she said, you know, yeah, when you were a kid, you wanted to live on Easy Street. That sounded like what everyone's looking for. Mm -hmm. But then she said, but he, you're one of the hardest working people she's ever met. And I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of what you're saying, oh, I was very blessed this happened. And I know, you know, there's a lot of luck and things that do play a part, but you've worked incredibly hard to get uh, to where you're at. And yes. I think that's worth mentioning and worth, Thank you. you know, r for people to see that, you well, know, I it does take hard work. When you're, when you're, when you get that low and literally you you know, your dad's in Iran, your mom passed away, you're 15 years old, you have nowhere to live. you you go, you get, you become literally broke. You sleep in a car for a couple of weeks. I think wow. you realize uh, you appreciate and you realize things a little differently than if you just had this mm -hmm. cush lifestyle growing up. Not, not that it's bad and that's what we no. all want for our families. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where, when you see an opportunity, you go for it. And, it, it, and, and and you go for it, like, I don't think it's work. For me, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I tell everybody, listen, if you want to do something, do something that doesn't feel like work. If you're looking at the clock going, oh, I can't wait to, for it to be done, you're in the wrong job. Yep, absolutely. Get a job that you wake up in the morning that you're excited to do. I don't care if you're painting houses or building cars or mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. Being a doctor, do something that, again, no, don't sound cheesy and soapboxy. I'm not trying to sound like that way, but it's like then it doesn't seem like work. So when Mojigan says to me, or, or says to you, I work really hard. I don't even think I'm working. Like, what mm -hmm. am I doing? I make movies. I race cars. It's, 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 it's a blast. I love doing it. And the other token of this, and I think this is why myself and like Mr. Lucas Forrest and I get along so well, is something he said a long time ago. He said, um, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Mm. 
So, and he's like the kindest billionaire you ever know. Really? He's just awesome. a nice guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, why not just be nice? Yeah. You know, but that comes after watching your mom die, telling them you have six months, telling doctors telling you you have six months to live, and she fights for 12 years. Wow. I grew up in a hospital, basically. I mean, she mm-hmm. was in from three to 15. Uh, I, I lived with her in hospital. She did mm-hmm. 17 major operations and chemotherapy every round after each one. And she fought and, and then wrote songs about it. So she, she took her hardship and wrote these wickedly cool songs mm. that are heart heart wrenching songs for the Iranian community that as you as you mentioned the biggest stars in Iran sang and it's kind of like what we're doing. You take a negative and you make it positive. What else? What else can you do? Yeah. It, it is it is that you know, laugh yeah. or cry. Right? Yeah, right. Laugh yeah. or cry. And you know sometimes we need to do both. You need to cry and the movie does make you do mm-hmm. both. But I think what you're talking about makes you know it's a lot of that makes a lot of sense what people you know, have to go through, there's a lot of hardships and that's why I think the movie, they might not, obviously no one's going to have exactly your story, the story you show, but people go through hardships and I think that was, I was watching and I was getting inspired. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on a wrestling team, mm-hmm. but watching how hard you and the movie are working and you're like, yeah, you just got to keep working at whatever mm-hmm. your craft mm-hmm. is. And I know you're saying it's soapbox or you're cheesy, but a lot of those things become cheesy because there's truth behind it. You mm-hmm. know, I, mm-hmm. I feel the same way People say, oh, you know, you work hard or you get to do, you know, doing the show, preparing. It's it's a blessing to get to do it. And I get excited to get to do these types of things. And I want that for everyone. Mm-hmm. And exactly. find your passion, find the job that you, you know, as they always say, the cliche line of where you feel like you don't have to work a day in your life. And we all actually win when that happens. When everyone is doing something they feel good about, something mm-hmm. they are good about, what they're uniquely chosen to do, essentially, we all benefit from the good things they do, just like, you know, you could have taken the traditional route in a lot of ways. And I've had a lot of artists on the show, and I do, I kind of joked about it, but it can be tough as an Iranian saying, okay, I'm going to go be an, an actor or be in, go to Hollywood or, you know, become a race car driver. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the easiest route, doesn't usually get the best response, mm-hmm. but I think it's cool that you did that and did it well mm-hmm. and show that there isn't one way to be anything. And there definitely mm-hmm. isn't one way to be Iranian, and we have to break that mold. And what's this love for easy? Yes, right. Everybody so wants easy. Why you want easy? I think it's one of the the myths that we kind of buy mm-hmm. into that if there's an easy way out, that's how you win. Yeah. Not realizing that hard work. I've never really met people that said I worked so hard to get my degree or I worked so hard to do this and I regret it. They're always like exactly. some of the best years of my life when I was really like mm-hmm. killing myself to get through med school or to get through this or to yeah. get my movie made or whatever it was. You look back so fondly on that. So yeah, this is a myth that we have that if you're cheating or getting by more easily somehow you're winning and actually we should mention that's very much an iranian mindset unfortunately i think traditionally we come from very strong you know if you're beating the system if you're cheating the system somehow you're winning mm-hmm. or you have mm-hmm. to of course it comes from also in iran where the system hasn't been fair to them yeah we won't get into all yeah. of that you have to cheat you yeah, kind of yeah, have yeah, to yeah. cheat but sometimes yeah. people bring it here sure in america and other places where they don't have to do that but they yeah, think yeah. if you're even they say you're sada if you're not doing you're basically being simple minded yeah, yeah, yeah. naive way where it's like you know working hard i, I yeah. you know that's why i think they the spend movie more energy do that. doing that than if they actually did the oh, right i've way. worked with a lot of yeah. people i've worked with students and the amount of time they put into cheating on yeah, the test if they put it to study, study. Exactly. they would have gotten the highest score in the class but they yeah. coordinate all these types of things so i think yeah. that's another great message in this yeah, work you know hard, work, yeah. you work hard and yep. you can get yourself out of you know really tough yeah. situations and i you know and help others message. and yes. help others mm-hmm. i mean literally i try to help people time force lucas tremendously helps us and iranians in general you know like this movie he's doing i think i think be kind to others Help others. I don't think anybody, whether it was Tom Dahl, the CEO of Subaru America, that took a chance on me and said yes to sponsoring us back in the day, mm-hmm. 2001, 2002. Whether it was, you know, uh, Mr. Kevin Sujihara, the CEO and president of Warner Brothers, that says, yeah, well, they'll help us. And now we have 
offices on the lot of Warner Brothers. Who does that? Wow. You know, we're not Spielberg, you know. <laughs> um, uh, and then, or if it's Mr. Forrest Lucas, it's like, yeah, here's millions of dollars, make a slate of movies and trust us to do this stuff. So everybody, I think you have to be kind and help others. I think, yeah. I th- I think that's a big key. And don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. You can never, you know, if you never ask, you're going to be going to yes. So ask and be genuine. And, you know, I, I, I always tell people, you know, when you ask for somebody, just know what you're doing and tell them, you know, you're going to give them back, you know, 10, 10 times what you're asking for, whether it's in recognition or financial or whatever. That's how sponsorship works. Mm-hmm. That's how relationships work. Be honest. No one's perfect, but don't, don't take that easy route. Don't yeah. be a shyster. Like, make uh-huh. it, make it for real. And, and then, and then your relationships last. That's why after 20 years, I can still call the head of Super of America and hang out with them. You know? Yeah. Well, also I think something I, I think in hearing about your life story, that's very clear is you really believe in yourself. You're saying... You tell someone, you know, believe in me, I'll, I'll give you back tenfold what mm-hmm. you're giving me. But you really do. I mean, I was talking to Mojigan about this, like your confidence, I think, exudes everything you do. You really do believe in, your, in yourself at the core. Because I mean, I'm sure you took so many risks to get to where you are. And even I would love to talk to you more because I was thinking as you're talking about your family history and there's probably a lot of things that contributed to that, kind of the risk-taking, mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, but when we don't have anything, you risk. That's right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even what you dealt with with your mother, mm-hmm. I think, contributed to that too. But you've done incredible things, and because you're, you've been bold, you didn't, you weren't afraid to take a chance, yeah. or to, and also to stand out. Or actually, maybe you were too afraid to not take a chance. Right, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, it's, that's it's, right. It, a lot of it is fear. Even, even the joking about the wizard, how I used to pin people quickly, it's because I was afraid. I was like, wow. I'm not going to last six minutes fighting this guy. I better be done with it as fast and quick yeah. as I can, so I would pin people on the wrestling so it was almost like a survival. Eight seconds, ten yeah. seconds. Yeah, so it's actually a fear of... A fear of like, what are you going to be old and say, I didn't try that? Mm-hmm. Nobody regrets the stuff they tried. That's it's the right. stuff they didn't try where yeah. they're like, oh man, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave one wish I would have on the table. And That's I've true. crashed and burned many times. You know, literally like what does Denzel say? You get knocked down seven, seven times. Stand up eight. Yeah. Stand up eight. Mm-hmm. He said that, that awesome thing mm-hmm. on I saw mm-hmm. online. So those are the things that Rocky says it in Rocky five or six. You know, life yeah. is going to beat you down. It's going to pound you. It's, right. it's seen how much you can take and still keep moving forward. You yeah. Know? It's yeah, how yeah. resilient. Yep. I mean, yep. it's not about if you fail, it's what you do when you do fail. And if you never fail, that means you're not trying hard enough. Absolutely. Or trying if you don't yourself. fail most of the time, mm-hmm. you haven't. Mm-hmm. And again, sometimes things don't work out, but if you're honest and you work hard, if you can, you the, the thing that I can guarantee and without sounding cocky, because I do believe in myself, but I, I try not to be cocky in any way or, 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 or boasting, but you do what you say you're going to do. You can't, the result is not going to always be there. You can't. But if you say, listen, I'm going to do my best, A, B, C, and D, whether it's a business partnership or a relationship or a family or whatever, especially in business, you do it. And then if the other person, you're honest with them, you're transparent, and they see you doing what you're doing, you never jeopardize that match. Like, you know what? Didn't work out. Let's pivot. Or it worked out and reaped the rewards, right. big rewards, big risk, big rewards. Yeah. No risk. You want to get get off at five o'clock and go play your, I don't even know what games are anymore. You know, you want to <laughs> sit there and have a beer and play your games. Yeah. No wonder you're not, you don't have the house and the car and the life you want. You don't have the freedom to, it's not just monetarily, it's what the what the, what the freedom allows you to do. You want to take your fam- friends out. You want to have a big party for your dad. You want right. to travel your friends around the world. You want to travel yourself around the world and your family. So, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a different mindset. Sure. It, and, it, and it's, it's, it's getting the, out of that comfort zone. That's a big thing, whether yeah. it's on my show or even in therapy. A big thing of what you're getting people to do is um, just getting people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. It's the only way we grow. It's the only way you actually see how far you can go is mm-hmm, if you, mm-hmm. you push yourself. And I feel like we can talk for hours because I really enjoy talking to you. We do have to wrap sorry. up the show yeah, no, don't I be sorry no that's <laughs> believe me I, I'm, I'm used to talking too much myself too I have my cough drops in my pocket 90% of the time <laughs> awesome. but you know I appreciate you coming in tonight Ali Afshar joined us please go check out American Wrestler The Wizard you won't be disappointed if you watch it buy the DVD give it to your friends and family help your 
elderly family members find the movie because sometimes the technology might not be so simple for them, but definitely check it out and even watch it together. Uh, Ali John, thank you again for hey, joining me today. thank you. Thank you so much. We'll have, have to have you us. on sometime soon. Anytime. All right. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Lakwi. Hope you all have a good night.